Hello and welcome everybody to the Separate to Elevate podcast. I'm your host, Coach Juice, aka Julian Baldi. On Separate to Elevate podcast, we talk about mindset, training, performance, football, and a lot more. But in today's episode, zero zero, I want to go into my journey, the root of Coach Juice. Um, today, I have a very special co-host because my roommate is currently out of town. Today, I'm sitting next to Mia. She's a software player and communication major at Valdosta State. Mia, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really excited for this episode just to go really like back to the journey, how it all started, and to the root of Coach Juice. I am too because you can see on your following, all your followers are commenting um just questions about younger you and how you stay motivated and I think giving your followers a piece of you basically and being more open and like having more emotions with the journey and showing them who you truly are is going to be really good for you. Uh, yes, that's that's basically like with this podcast, I want to bring value. I want to talk about mindset and everything like to help people like to to have a better life, basically. Yeah, exactly. But I think, like, the first question that I have for you is, how did you start playing football? So, I started playing football in eighth grade back in Italy. Oh, first of all, a lot of people be asking me my accent. Yes, I'm Italian. I'm I'm off from the boat. I came to the U.S. when I was 18 years old. So, if you hear an accent, it's Italian because I'm from Italy. I, I was born and lived in Italy. That's where I'm from. So, to just put that question out of the way. Um, so going back to your question, how and when did I start playing football? It was around eighth grade in high school, and um, I, I played basketball for most of my younger years, and I just got tired of it at one point. And after that, I really was trying to look for a new sport. So one time I was watching the movie with my mom, The Longest Yard, with Adam Sandler, where they play football in the uh, in jail. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like, this looks cool. Like, this looks like an interesting sport. So I didn't really know what it is because in Europe, like, football is a very unknown sport. If you tell somebody you play football, people think, oh, you play rugby, you know, yeah, that, that type of thing because it's very unknown. It's a very new sport. Even back then, now it's growing a lot, but I'm talking about, like, 10 years ago, it's a very unknown sport. So I looked it up online, and uh, the only team we had that was actually my city – was the only football team in the whole state where I lived at. So I was like, oh, this this looks cool. Let me go try yeah, you it out. Yeah, got lucky with that. Exactly. Right so I went there. First ever practice I had. Shout out to the Giants Bolzano. That's my that's my club team back in Italy. Um, we, we did. The first ever drill we did was bull in the ring. I borrowed a helmet and a shoulder pad they gave me. And for people who don't know, bull in the ring is, I mean, it was more like an old school drill. People don't really do it anymore because it's considered dangerous, I guess. It's basically where you're in a circle and the coach uh, calls out numbers and, like, you're trying to, like, they run at you, trying to hit you, and trying to, like, shed the block, that that type of drill. Um, so, and the first time, like, while, while I did that drill, I got hit really bad in my quad. And at that moment, I was like, what am I doing here? Like, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, this is stupid. Yeah. Why, why am I letting these people hit me? Exactly, exactly. I got hurt. I was like, damn, like. What am I doing? But then I, once I get back after five minutes, took my breath. I did it again. I was like, oh, hold on. This is actually pretty nice. Like, I kind of like. The surge of adrenaline. Exactly. Like, it hit me. And, like, yeah, from that is history. Like, that really, like, got everything going. Like, I fell in love with the sport, with the intensity, the, the camaraderie, all that good stuff. 
Um, so yeah, that was in Italy when I was around 13 years old. That's that's when I started playing football after watching a movie. <laughs> that's actually so. So another question I have is, what was younger Julian like in Italy? What was his mindset? What was his goals and like what was his personality like? I mean, yeah, that's a that's a great question because when I was younger. I think I would say I lived in this, like, under, like, a dome, like, this ceiling of, like, oh, only this is possible, like, mm -hmm. the greats are the greats, or, like, um, famous people are famous people, but that's not for you, like, you know, just, like, the stereotypical stuff, like, play it safe, like, I think that was really great for me, like, in a younger age, not, like, just because, like, to, to keep most people safe, that's why people do it, just, like, because, like, they want, like, see people fail it's like ah just don't you know what i mean right right um but yeah when i was younger i was a shy chubby kid that's why my first ever position in football i was a center funny enough um but yeah and i didn't have a lot of friends and football really opened the door for me like to to have because now i had a whole football team as friends you know what i mean right did uh getting into football help your confidence any when you were a kid um i mean for sure you Gave me confidence, meaning, like, oh, now I have a lot more friends, like, uh, people I can rely upon, and, like, but at the beginning, not really. It's only, like, over the first two years when then I really started also, like, working out and all the other stuff, like, to really, like, gain more confidence. Mm -hmm. And also just, like, being in a team setting helped me, like, be able to, like, communicate better because I, I don't used to talk to a lot of people, so now just being around people know how to, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know how to handle situations Exactly, now. exactly. Like, that helped me a lot. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, my mindset was, I was, I would say, like, I was somebody completely different back then than, I'm, than, I'm, than I am now, per se. Um, and it took me, like, football really opened the door for me to, like, have a lot of experiences, meet a lot of people. Like, I, I owe football a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that's a really big part of it. And um, even when I was young, like, I, I think after two years of playing football, like, I started getting a little more in shape, and then they put me a linebacker. That's the position I play currently right now, too. Um, I really fell in love with the game and, like, all the perks. Like like I said, like, um, the confidence it gave me, the, 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 the camaraderie, the family environment I had. Right. So I was like, I had this football calendar hanging in my door that my mom got me. I was like, yo, what if I, what's the next step here? Because like I said, Italy is a very unknown sport. Like, Right, so like, were you already at that, the highest level in Italy at this time? No, no, I was still very young. I was like 15 or 16 when I had this realization. Okay, okay. I really want to try to make it. So the highest level we can get to in Italy back then, I'm talking about, um, eight years ago was like playing for the national team the italian national team mm -hmm. so i worked really hard for that I, I was able to do that and also just to give the listeners a perspective in italy like high schools and like um it's very different from the u.s because like in the u.s like sports and school are connected whereas in italy is separated so you go to high school and then you go you play for a club oh okay so it's it's more like a hobby mm-hmm um, even like being, uh, going pro in sports in Italy is very hard because it's, um, school takes so much time from you. Right. 
So I really struggled in school. I even changed um, high school four times in a row. My, uh, I'm, so basically I went to four different high schools and I really like commend my, my parents for this. I'm really grateful that like they supported me even though they didn't really understand. Yeah, they didn't get it. Yeah, because like I said, like they even, even nowadays they don't really understand what the whole rules of football and, uh, but it's just funny. I, I really like appreciate them all they did for me, just like to support me in that way. Cause I had this vision, this dream that only I could see, and like they they trying to they was trying to support me even though they didn't see it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people like they want other people to like support their dreams and see their vision, even though it's their own dream, their own vision. Don't get me wrong, like. Even my parents, uh, like, even, like, back, like, two years ago, they still, like, why are you doing all this work? Why are you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They still didn't, they didn't grasp the, the hunger I had for, for this mission, for this dream. So, after that, I mean, like I said, even the hunger I had back in Italy, like, I was, after playing two to three years, after making the national team, I had, like, I, I was, my mind was set. I want to go play college football because watching all these highlight videos, pump-up videos. Right. Yeah, the pump-up hype college football. I was like, damn, this is so cool. Like, mm -hmm. how, how how can I make this? Like, how can I go play college football? So I was I was basically obsessed with it. I started, like, practicing very hard, working hard every day. Like, back home, like, you, you divide it into age groups. So we have the under, so every, the practices of under 15 and under 19 years old, like, the under 15 practice at 4 p.m., under 16, I mean, under 19 practice at like 6 p.m. And I used to stay for both sessions. So I basically practice four hours in a row. Oh, you're getting those extra reps in. Yes, exactly. And then, um, and again, like my parents didn't really understand like why I was doing what I was doing. But like I said, it was my vision, it was my dream. Like I wanted it so badly. And I even remember now, like sometimes like when I was, practicing with the older guys who practice like from 8 to 10 p.m. I used to stay like later and like to turn the lights off the the field and I was just like there in the dark just fucking doing hitting the sled or doing field work just like a vision just having the vision in front of me like oh wow like this this I'm doing all this work because I want to go somewhere mm-hmm and I was, I would say I was made fun of a lot because I didn't have, I didn't have a life. Like, all I did is... Football I, was your life. Yes, football was my life. I never went out. I didn't have no social life. I had a few friends, but that was it. Like, it was waking up, going to school, which I hated. <laughs> right. And then working out, training. That, that was it, 24-7. Like, all my mind was focused about how can... How can I make it to the United States? And back then, it was a lot harder, I think, than it is now. Um, so that that was some that, like, even even back, like, I remember um, this one high school teacher um, always used to tell me, because I, I, I didn't tell a lot of people, but some people asked me, and, like, this, this one high school teacher knew, like, because I missed a few days, because I was, like, I, I went somewhere for, I think, a... Uh, a combine training or something. I said, oh, yeah, you just, because I, I did some, I did bad on the test. So she was like, yeah, you just go to the, to the U.S., like, to tease me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I still remember this shit <clears throat> to this day because it really, like, 
it hurt me. I was like, fuck right, you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and like, that's, that's one of those demons I always tell about, like, when I do workouts and stuff, like, this, this little, like, mm, okay, you said I couldn't do some, so. Here just, you are in the U.S. Yes. Um, that was then after, like, after a year, she told me that, then I, I went to the U.S. But just, like, little things like that, like, really trigger me. I was like, okay, like, I'll show you. Like, you, and it really, like, also another uh, thought I had or something I remember was, like, when I was with the, um, at practice with the older guys, um, they were saying, yeah, why are, you, why are you doing all this stuff? You don't have a life. Like, you should go out, party with us, blah, blah, blah. I do this because I, I was trying to do something. I didn't tell them exactly what I wanted to do because mm-hmm. I knew they wouldn't even make more fun of me than they already did. So, um, and all those things, they just accumulated in my mind, just like when I didn't feel like working out or they didn't feel like eating right. Like, all this shit accumulated so much that, like, I remembered this shit. Okay, I, I don't want to do something. Remember this teacher who told you, oh, yeah, just go to the United States. Like that little, that triggered me. I said, okay, I'll show you. You know, it's just right. fuel. It's fuel to the fire to, like, make it happen. Yeah, that was, like, fuel for your dream. So you were going to get to the U.S. after that. Exactly, exactly. So basically, after switching high school four times, working really hard, I basically did. I, I was trying to get into a high school just because I knew, like, even back then, um, this is um, seven years ago. Like, it was really hard to get into college or into college football without ever playing a snap in the United States. So what I did is like I made a little highlight tape with my uh, uh, highlights on video, send it out, uh, looked up high schools online, like send them everything, like my hiding weight, like basically I did college recruiting for high schools. And then this, um, I got a few responses and at the end of the day I chose to go to a uh, Clearwater Academy down in uh, Clearwater, Florida. Shout out to uh, Coach Jesse, the high, the head coach there. So when you went to Clearwater for high school, was that your senior year? Yeah, so I came over here my senior year of high school, and that was my, my, my first season in the United States to play football here. So was that your very first time being in the U.S., or did you visit any time before? Oh, uh, no. So, I've been to the United States two two times before that. Actually, like, funny story. Um, the first time I came here, I was 17. I came here to go to Nike, the opening camp, which is basically, like, a skills camp. Because when I, I used to watch, like, a lot of, like, just videos for from football. Like, there was Nike, the opening. I was, like, saw, like, how hyped they were. Like, the whole, like... Um, hype around football I was like this is so cool like and then you get invited if you're really good to Nike the opening finals I think it's called and you get a bunch of like cool like Nike gear and at that point I was a junior in high school and I just won like a a thousand dollar um sports scholarship oh okay yeah and like funny enough like with those thousand dollars I bought a plane ticket to New York to go to Nike the opening um, like I said, I was 17. It's my first time ever. So I got to New York alone at 17 just to attend Nike the opening. Just because I was like, I live by this mantra, um, no regrets. So I felt like this, I wanted to do something that didn't regret. Because like, what if I go there and like, I'm good at it and I get invited to the opening? Like, I only have this shot right, right now at this moment of time. I don't want to look back and be like, ah, 
Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, I live by one life, no regrets. So every decision I make, even now, it's like really focused on, okay, don't have regrets moving forward. Like, every everything has to be very specific. Mm -hmm. Every decision has a purpose. So going back to the story of how I went to New York. So like I said, I was 17. I just spent my first thousand dollars I ever gotten to get a plane ticket to go three days to New York to attend a one day camp. One day it wasn't even like two days. No, it was a one day camp. And just like the experience, like I realized so wow, like there was like three hundred kids. I realized, damn, like football is like a real thing here. Like wouldn't That's a real deal. Yeah, no, like even like now I mean now if you're from the United States you know like damn like this is actually like it's a business. Like it's it's a whole like People work for this stuff. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's 24-7. But that, I think, was the first realization I had. Wow, like, I, I got to step this shit up. Mm. Like, just, like, the way I compete and everything. Like, the, the the hunger I saw, too. Like, damn, like, everybody wants it. Yeah. So, I, I, that was, like, a big stepping stone, like, where I had to, like, step my shit up. And funny enough, like, when I got to the hotel, when I got to New York, like I said, I was my first time ever flying to... Like, overseas, like, it was, like, a 10-hour flight. Um, the hotel I checked in were overbooked. I was like, sorry. So I was stuck in New York, like, alone. Like, didn't know what to do. Like, and I think that was where one of the very first moments I learned how to survive. Because I had no other options. Like, yeah, you had to get a bed to sleep in. Exactly. My, my whole family was on the other side of the world right. currently Mommy sleeping. Mommy couldn't make that call for you. Exactly. You currently it. sleeping because the time zone difference. So I basically went to a coffee shop, put out my laptop, called booking.com, whatever, like figured it out at the end of the day. It was good, but th- I was very scared at that moment. And I think um, it really like helped me grow in the future, just like overcoming adversity and obstacles. Just in general, like that really was one of the moments like, wow, okay, this is how you, you have to survive. Right. Um, so I did the camp. Um, I wouldn't say my numbers were very shitty. I don't even get into numbers right now because they were really bad. But like I said, I was a very, I was still pretty chubby. I was very unathletic at that time. And that just opened me the eyes. Okay, how how do I have to get better to, to be able to play college football? So I got back. And then a year later, I was able to go to, um, to Dallas to attend um, – the uh, world team was basically a selection about good players around the globe. Where then we played Team USA in the Dallas AT&T Stadium of oh, the Cowboys. Cool. Oh yeah, and that was a great experience. I made a lot of lifetime lifetime friends there. Like I said, football really opened a lot of doors. Um, and then from that on, that those two experiences then really like made me understand how 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 great football is and how seriously it's taken in the United States. Because people, like, if I tell somebody how I worked back then in Europe versus in the United States, in the United States, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of viewed as normal. Yes, because, like, you can go somewhere in Italy or in Europe, they're like, why are you doing all this work for what? And that hurts sometimes, but I always kept believing, kept the faith, and just kept working. Um, and then, like I said, like making the jump um, to high school, that was really something that like, what was the transition like for you? Cause I mean, you're, you, 
went off into a different country without your parents? Like, how did you even settle in at that point when you're so young? Yeah, that was, I would say, I was so driven, like, because I wanted to go play. My, my dream was to play college football. So um, I knew I came to the United States with a specific purpose and a mission. I didn't come here to party. I didn't come here for the for whatever. I came here, like, uh, I step, on, step on the field to be able to get filmed to then go, like, send out to maybe receive a football scholarship right you had steps in your mind yes uh this was like very like everything was planned you're very strict about it exactly like i I put blinders on like we're here like i even remember like the first two weeks i I came here like summer 2016 before high school season started and i was i was doing a jog and i remember i was smelling the air i was like wow i'm here like I'm so close to this. The U.S. Air, baby. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm so close to this football thing. Like, I could feel it. So, that helped me, like, overcome a lot of, like, home, like, homesickness. Right. But, of course, like, the first two months were really rough on me. Like, just missing home, missing all my friends. Thankfully, like, at that high school, Clearwater Academy, um, there were other, like, three Italians, international students. So, it was a little easier to cope with all of them. Oh, I'm sure. It kind of feels like they're your family now, and they're... You guys all have that same Exactly, home. exactly, exactly, yes. Um, but, yeah, the, the whole, like, um, football experience, my, as my senior, um, I did really well that, that, uh, that season, my high school year of, uh, of football. Um, I got over 100 tackles. But, again, that we know um, college recruiting is straight business. Right, strictly business. How was your recruiting process? Um, I, like I said, I was very new to this, so I didn't know exactly how it worked. I actually received a full ride scholarship to a junior college in December of my senior year, and then I didn't know how this whole signing period worked. So I just like I was like, oh, I got a full ride to a junior college, blah blah blah, and then signing day comes, and I didn't know that I, like how the commitment works and all that. So I was I waited a little too long. I was trying to text the coach. He basically, the school basically ghosted me and took my scholarship away without even giving me a heads up. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that was, okay, that's when I actually realized, okay, damn, like, football, like, it's straight business here. Like, they don't play around. Um, So I was like, damn, is the dream over now? Like, I'm here. Like, I already back then, I had a lot of adversity, a lot of obstacles I had overcome. But I kept working, I kept working, I kept sending out film. And then in May, um, before I graduated high school, like, I received a partial scholarship to Independence Community College. Yes, I was on Last Chance U Season 3. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's where then I, I, I committed to, to, to go play college football. And that was then a whole other experience because one thing is having now like this foundation of like your friends in Clearwater with those Italians who like gave you this home feeling right. to then going to Kansas in the middle of nowhere, just you by yourself. Yeah, that's brutal. The whole Juco struggle, the Juco struggle is real by the way. But I think like that, that those experiences now where I'm going into like really like made me like they they molded me like i always say i'm molded from the struggle right out from the trenches yes um so once you made that decision to play football while you were in italy what were the obstacles and adversity that you had to overcome yeah i mean 
I honestly, like, like I said, the school part was very hard because my parents were really like, okay, you have to get an education. That was really big for them. And like I said, since I was working so hard on football, I couldn't dedicate any time for school. Right. But I didn't care about school at that time. So that was one part. And then just like, um, just finding a way always like have being made fun of like, just like pursuing something that nobody else could see but me mm-hmm. like um just like i said like all the, the people made fun of me because i didn't have a social life or like i never went out like i never did something like i was just i was working so hard and i was so tunnel vision to try to find a way to make it to the united states to then be able to play high school football and that lead into playing college football so when you Arrived to Clearwater for high school. Did you even know English at that time? Um. Yeah. So, funny enough, like we study, we have like two hours of English back in high school in Italy. But I mean, I really didn't like learn a lot from that. So I took like, cause I already knew I wanted to go to to the United States. I took like extra uh, courses to learn English. Like I was like, even like two years before, I took courses just to learn English to be able to. Because I knew it, like, I wanted it so bad, I knew I had to learn right. English. you knew you had to get that. Yes, I started to watching movies in English, just, like, to get, the, like, everything, like. When I said I was really obsessed, I, I'm, I still am, like, with whatever I want to achieve, like, I just, like, was so tunnel vision that I even, even two years before, I started learning English, because I knew at one point I'd be able to make it to the United States, I had to know how to speak English. Right, so... You're in Clearwater now, and you had a good, you know, you had a good season. You got over 100 tackles, but I'm sure the recruiting process, because my recruiting process was hard, and I lived in the U.S. my whole life. I'm sure that was really hard for you, only having that one year. Yeah, no, exactly. Like I said, um, the first scholarship I ever had was taken away from me by being ghosted from the coach. (laughs) And, yeah, like I said, like even having a good season, like the school – back then was still very small like Clearwater Academy actually like really grew now now they have like 11 players or even more each year go division one shout out to Jesse coach Jesse to make that happen but back then we were very small and unknown so nobody knew about me or like the school in general um so thankfully I was able to because I was just grinding on the side just like sending out emails reaching out to coaches and that's how then I was able to get the partial scholarship to independence um, and then to get there the fall. And that was a whole different, like, environment I had to get used to, the whole JUCO environment. Right. Could you explain what you mean by the JUCO environment? Yeah, I mean, JUCO environment, a.k.a. the JUCO struggle. Like, junior college, basically a two-year community college where you, you basically most people go mainly or because they messed up in high school, they didn't have good grades, or they did some that, like, took their scholarship away, or they got hurt, or they're, like, under-recruited. So, basically, it's, like, a second chance to get um, seen and scouted again to get a scholarship for a four-year university. Right, so is that, like, everybody's just on survival mode, cutthroat, like, every man for themselves? Yes, exactly. Like, the Juco struggle is, I think, um, it's a kill-or-be-killed environment. Like, because everybody's in there, it's, most junior colleges are in, like, middle of nowhere, in the Midwest, that's where, like, the good ones are, 
and it's just like a dog fight. Like there's, I think there was no real team chemistry. Everybody was just in it for themselves. They were just trying to like play, get film, and get the get the hell out of there. Cause right. It was a really tough and experience just living there and like because all you do is you play football you go to school and there's nothing else because you're in the middle of nowhere that was one of the toughest experiences i've had so far i actually want to just move on from this topic just because i want to do an extra like episode of the last chance you season three experience at independence community college just because there's so much to unpack there and so much good stuff i can just put all in this episode but um, basically, after independence, so I was there for one semester, and then they were telling me, like, they're bringing in all these transfers. I want to have, because back then, I'm, like, I've really changed during COVID year. So back then, I was still, like, not very good athletically or in football in general. Mm-hmm. So was, you didn't look like Coach Juice at this time? No, no, okay. no, no, not at all, not at all. I still had, I still was in shape, per se, but nothing to compare to now. So basically, after they telling me that, I decided to to move on to transfer. Think about transferring junior college. By the way, that that's that year, my first year in college, I was a redshirt, so meaning I didn't play any games. I was mm-hmm. just a practice player. So I was I decided to transfer with no film. Okay. Yeah. Ballsy. That, <laughs> yeah, that was hard too. So basically, what I did is I came back uh, for the spring semester. I got back to Italy. I just I only took online classes and I worked two jobs because I knew like it would be very hard for me to find a scholarship just because I had no film coming out of independence after right. just one semester there. So I worked at McDonald's and at the front desk at the business, basically just coming back. The hunger, the mission was still so in me. I like I was still I still want to make it. But there was so much adversity coming at me like um but so I was, I decided, okay, even though I, if I don't find a scholarship, I want to have enough money to be able to pay for school. Because um, I, I don't want to, like, my parents were still supporting me, but I don't want to, like, bother them because we don't have a lot of money. And, oh, by the way, even back at Independence, I, I was working as a janitor. I was working from, like, 6 a.m. to, like, 8 a.m. every every day almost. Uh, driving around like a caddy, picking up trash from campus. Right, on top of everything that you had to do. For on top football of football, school. school, yes. Just like to be able to make money to like pay for school. Another like survival mechanism. Like coming to the United States, like I said, I put those blinders on because it's, I only got, I only got me. Like there's no phone call, there's nobody picking me up. Like even though I feel like I'm close, no, my, my whole family is on the other side of the globe. You know what right. I mean? You have to make it happen yourself. Yes, like I was, I had this desperation. I really like the quote, desperation leads to success because there is no other way. You have to find a way. That's good. So you're back in Italy. You're working two jobs. You're taking online classes. Is football still in the equation or did that dream die out when you went back home? Yeah, no, like the dream was still alive because... I realized at one point, like, I put in so much work. I was made fun of so many times. Like, I, I had, like, there was no other option. Like, I said, fuck it. Like, I have this one life. Like, why? Like, this, the opportunity is now. The chance is now. So that's why I took on two jobs. I worked at McDonald's at the front desk. Um, 
and I was I was only working like half a day, so I had so I was still able to work out twice a day. So I did two workouts every day, like four or five times a week, um, for like six months straight while taking online classes. Again, I had no social life. I was just straight up grinding. You're just hustling. Yes, and the dream was more than alive because I wanted to save enough money just in case I didn't find a scholarship. And then around March of that of that year of this, of that my, my of that spring, I started reaching out again to every junior college because at that time I realized the only option for me was to go to a junior college to again get an opportunity to get more film and to get then a, a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, and back then again, like. The whole like working two jobs, training twice a day, like really, I really struggled mentally because I was, I had, I had the vision, but I didn't see no results. Right. If that makes sense, like I was working so hard, and I was thinking, yeah, maybe blah blah blah, but then uh, there's the results still didn't come. Right. It was, it was so, it was really hard. And even now, like, uh, sometimes I say, hey, if I don't want to do something, I always say, hey, it's better than working at McDonald's. Just because right. I always remember the struggle, the hard times to to push me to to know that, look, you made it this far. You don't want to go back to the hard times, to the struggle. So that's also a big driving factor. But uh, long story short, so um, I found I had, like, two junior college who were pretty interested in me. And I decided to go to uh, Ellsworth Community College in Iowa Falls, in Iowa. And it was a walk-on spot. And the only reason why I decided to go there, it's a pretty funny story, um, is because they had a rec center. Because at Independence, the the weight room was a football weight room, and you weren't allowed to get in there with a coach. But I was a red shirt, so I was like, okay, let me get some extra work. But I couldn't because no coach was in there at that time. And the other rec center was like 10 minutes away by a car and I didn't have a car. So I used to sneak in the weight room at Independence. I got caught twice. I was really yelled at. I even cried cried in the shower one time at Independence because all I wanted to do is get better. And I felt like they weren't allowing you to get better. Yes, exactly. Um, so that's why I chose Ellsworth Community College because they had a rec center on campus where I could train. Whenever the fuck I want it. Right. Because I think one of the, the things that even like stress me out now. If somebody takes the opportunity away from you to get better. Right. Because that, that really pisses me off. Like that's why my, my big goal is to one day open a big sports performance gym. With access 24-7. So everybody can get in their work if they really want and need to. With like open 365 like whatever the fuck. Like, Round the f- clock, yes, maybe. full go, like for hungry motherfuckers who really want to make it in life. Um, but yes, yeah, so after those six months in Italy, found this new junior college in Ellsworth. Again, go uh, fly, come back to the United States that fall. Um, go through fall camp. This is now my sophomore year. I still, I still had four years of eligibility playing football, and also then, uh. I almost didn't make the team that year as well. Like, it was between me and another linebacker. But he was hurt, so um, I was I was able to make the team just because he was hurt. Again, a lot of adversity, a lot of struggle just because I was thinking, okay. A lot of, they were, I wasn't that good back then either, but I think 
with all the work I was putting in, I was worth something. Yes. Um, I didn't play a lot that first year at Ellsworth. Um, and then again, even there, like, since I was a walk-on, I I had to find a way to make money. Uh, I was uh, uh, what, 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 oh yeah, I was a residential assistant, so I was working in the dorms. I was a math tutor. Um, funny enough, math tutor only because if you were an array, the only other job you were allowed to have was a tutor type of job. And I wasn't that good at math, but I knew if I wanted to get a second job, the only way I could do that is by becoming a tutor. So I, I was, I was, quickly. yes, I was forced. Like this was another desperation moment, like to survive. I had to, I had to be good at math to get this job to be a tutor, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, like the whole Juke experience, like the first year. I was living in those dorms. It was basically a jailhouse, like the Thompson Thompson Halls was called. It was it was rough, man. Fuck. Um, but also, like again, like all that stuff, like all that struggle, still like is in my mind, and like that's why I'm like so happy with little things, cause I remember like the struggle I had to go through back in the days. That really like. Like I said, I was, I'm molded from the fucking struggle. So this is now your second go-round at junior college. Would you say that you were more prepared at this time? I mean, yeah, for sure. I for sure had more experience because I knew how cutthroat it all was. For instance, at Independence, we had 200 players just at uh, summer camp, and 100 players got cut. With 80 returners, then we were 180, and 40 players got cut. So already then I understood like wow okay this is a cutthroat like system. Right. So I knew what I was walking into like, like once I got to my second junior college Ellsworth my first my first year I knew okay look this is straight business I'm here to get out like I was locked in there was again nothing else like it, again another junior college Iowa uh, middle of nowhere. At least I have a, a weight room, you had that that rec room. I had that rec room that I had access to. It was a little better experience for sure. Um, but yes, I was I was more prepared. I, I knew what it was look walking into. And like I said, the first season, a lot of diversity again. Almost didn't make the team, didn't play that much. But I would say I was trying to find a way to make money to be able to pay for school. Um, that, that was, that was, that was some for sure the first year. And then going to the second year, um, it was the spring semester is where, oh, then I also, another job I did at Ellsworth, that was when I wasn't a RA, a residential assistant, I worked at the, at the rec center, just okay. one of the guys who sits there and like overwatches people. So, I mean, I, I've done all the shit you can think to, to survive. Bag. Yes, and getting my bag, I still had to to pay a little extra from the school, so I was barely able to survive. Yeah. And sometimes in my mind, I was like, "Yo, why the fuck am I doing all this shit for?" Like, in Italy, school is almost free. I just got here, for instance, to say like uh, people call it the American dream. That's 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 what I'm here for. Like, also the opportunities to open a business you a lot you have a lot more freedom than in europe i would say but um walking into the second season 
at Ellsworth Community College. I was actually put as a defensive end that the second year because we didn't have nobody. And I was in front of a really good player, so I wasn't even starting my, my sophomore year at Ellsworth at my junior college, which was really depressing because I, I needed to get filmed to get recruited. Right. So with that, um, at mid-season, I'll, I'll talk to the DC as I look like I know, blah, blah, blah. But I really like think to, to I'm better at linebacker. Like, linebacker is my position. He said, oh, okay. So basically, around game four, uh, I made the transition. And the linebacker at that time who was starting got expelled because he um, of targeting. So he hit somebody in the head. And I got in, and I did really well. And from that game forward, I was the starter. Good. And that was just a moment like, wow, like, okay, maybe, maybe we found some here. I did really good that year, actually. Like, I got all American accolades. Like, I balled the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like, all the work from the, from the past kind of like paid off like three years on the road. Right. Like, I think a lot of people, even nowadays, like, they quit way too early. They want that instant result. Yes. Like, no, like, trust me. Like, I've been there. Like, but even then, like, I wanted to quit every fucking day. Like, I had a period. I think it was my second year of junior college. It was, like, a three-month period. Like, every day I woke up, I was like, why in the world would I go through all this pain? Because, like I said, I was still a walk-on. I was still, I had to work to make money. Like, I was struggling. I was in junior I was struggling, and I had to pay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had to pay to struggle. And that... I was like, yo, if they gave me a scholarship and I didn't have to do all these extra jobs to make money, I would struggle for free, no problem. Right. But I was paying to struggle, which pissed me off. That's why I wanted to quit for like three months straight. I was like, it's over. Like, but I kept believing. I kept working. Like, cause I always had this belief, like in my like, this little voice, like, dude, like you gonna you gonna do something with your life. Even if you don't see it yet, like yeah, I have you're this, gonna make it. I had this belief, like fuck, like I'll, even like back then, I realized all these people who made it, who got scholarship, who made it, they won. Like nobody, I've never met somebody who really worked as hard as me, or who, like you know what I mean? Like right. the hunger, like the obsession I had, like was so intense. I knew like all this work ha- has to pay off at one point. So, at the end of the season, like I said, I did really good. But even then, like, my junior college was was the worst in the conference. I think we won maybe one game out of ten. So, no, almost no colleges came to my school. I had one scholarship going out of finishing up my last season at the junior college, which was a D2 school, but it was as a defensive end, which, again, wasn't really the best option for me. Um, so I had to, after those two years of playing, it was my last, I graduated junior college that, that, that fall mm-hmm. of 20, I think, oh, 2019 was my last year. So I, I didn't have any eligibility for junior college anymore. So it was either walking onto a, a university and try to make the team, which was way too expensive for me. So I had no option to do that or, um, taking this Division two offer as a defensive end, which also wasn't the best spot for me, or going and doing an internship and basically like in my mind, okay, football at that time was kind of over. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so basically, what I, uh, it was a very hard decision. Like I remember, like I was calling a lot of good friends of mine, just like trying to figure out. Like I made a lot of pros and cons. Like mm-hmm. I really was so invested into okay, which would be the best decision to make it in life. So I made the decision to do an internship uh, in Clearwater, Florida. Again, going back to the roots. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Adan Lopez, the trainer at um, Bulletproof Athletics, which is a sports performance gym. So I did an internship there from 20, basically the year of 2020. And nobody knew that COVID was coming. So I got there like t- January of 2020 to do my internship. That's where I learned most of my training and all the good stuff. Like that's basically that year is where I completely transformed myself. Mm-hmm. Cause that year is where I was basically all I did is, is uh, I worked out two times a day and that's where like, I actually like learned how to train the right way, how to eat the right way. Like it was a game changer. Mm-hmm. It was literally like, tunnel vision completely again because i knew like all this work has to pay off the dream didn't die just sometimes you just if you have a plan i mean sorry if you have a goal but the plan to get to the goal doesn't work change the plan but never the goal like the goal was still the same i wanted to go even though i didn't know how or what i kept believing like and then guess what in i think in october like covid was hit covid hit and in October, they made the decision that everybody gets an extra year of eligibility. Mm-hmm. And that for me meant, oh, shit. Now, I'm back, I'm back in the game. And like like I said, the whole Florida experience was just was really good. That's where actually Coach Juice then came apart because I helped out as the strength and conditioning coach for my old high school, Clearwater Academy. Shout out Coach Jesse for the great op- opportunity there. Like, and that was like, whoa, okay. The strength and conditioning, like, this is kind of my area, like, I want mm-hmm. to go into. And I want to help, like, hungry motherfuckers like me who, like, didn't have the chance or, like, the athletic ability. or weren't born with genetics. I always say I wasn't born with great genetics. I, I worked my genetic profile, if that makes sense. Right. Um, I think this is a great part to finish this episode, the first episode, just, like, as a part one of the journey of the root of Coach Juice. Because there's so much more, like, details I want to go into what happened in Florida. And then how it got from Florida to Valdosta State on scholarship. Like, the whole transition, the work they got into, and all that good stuff. I want to put that in a second episode. Guys, thank you for watching and listening. Like, it's, I'm so excited for the podcast. Let me know what you think. Share this podcast with somebody if you got any value out of it. Thank you so much. Be great. Separate to elevate always and have a good day.